sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. This is Topanga Moon Podcast. So happy you're here. So happy I'm back. So happy to have you back. How has everyone been doing? How have you been feeling during this March season? I don't know about you, but I am really craving some like creative energy and spark of inspiration and that's why I'm so excited about today's podcast episode because that is exactly what you're gonna get because this interview really inspired me and had me just so excited to go out there and make moves and create this year and really dive into my creative muse but before I share a little bit about today's podcast episode. Um, How's everyone doing? So I am back in the country. Tomorrow I am going snowboarding for the first time in like 10 years, (laughs) which will be really fun and kind of terrifying because I haven't done it in so long. But yeah, I'm going with my boyfriend and we're going for his birthday. We just decided to do something. Um, The hills are opening up slowly and it's outside so felt like it was it was a good thing for us to try something something fun for his birthday and then I booked this like really cool place it's this manor it's this old manor um in it's this area called Mississippi Mills and it's right outside of Ottawa never been to this area before but it's super close to the um, hill that we're going to and it was built in 1840 so I'm so excited about it it's this really historic beautiful stone house and it just looks so epic and it really ties into the history of the area and the Irish settlers of the area which is perfect because my boyfriend is Irish so I'm surprising him with this, like, stay at this, like, really old manor. I really hope it's haunted (laughs) so I can share some stories with you all on the podcast. But, yeah, it looks really beautiful, and there's so much history and so much to take in. So that'll be really fun. I'll fill you in next week on how that goes. Um, But, yeah, so today's podcast episode... I'm so excited to have Ashley Klassen on the podcast. She is an incredible, beautiful photographer, artistic director, designer, and owner of Soul Atelier Studio, which is a boutique photo studio in Toronto and now in Montreal. She's another one now. 
Ashley's work focuses on soulful creatives, femininity, emotional aesthetics, and is just so beautiful. You need to check out her work. It's just stunning. Um, much like her studio space, really beautifully complements the work and is just a place that you want to create in. It's so gorgeous and so well curated. She is constantly slightly changing the space and curating it with vintage finds and there's just so much light and golden tones and ethereal vibes and like a modern bohème aesthetic um kind of reminds me of something a little european um not so much boho and she talks about the evolution of her design over the years but really just a gorgeous space that anyone can go into and create from. I first met Ashley when she welcomed me into her space to host my moon parties and I was thrilled and overjoyed because it was definitely the dream space for me to have the Topanga Moon parties in and we I was only able to have two before lockdown happened and hopefully when when things kind of open up again I can host them again and I would love to bring them back there because it's just the most stunning space and location and it's not only gorgeous and aesthetic there's you feel transported when you enter into the room there's definitely this vibration that Ashley has created and it's inviting and warm and just full of creativity you just want to go in there and take photos and just you feel so amazing in the spaces that she creates and for a moon party that's always so important about creating the space and having a beautiful location to gather and to come together to celebrate the different moon phases and I I think that's so important so on the podcast today we chat about Ashley's journey to obtaining her totally sought after popular studio space the road that led her to photography and her connection to the artistic muse. And we really go in depth into what it means to be connected to your muse and where you find inspiration as a creative. I absolutely love this episode and it is filled with so much wisdom and inspiration as Ashley outlines her process. For any artist or entrepreneur, this episode will bring you determination in your craft and an inside look at cultivating a brand and a beautiful life plus so much more like the book that she's working on and her amazing journey into motherhood and I hope you love this episode as much as I do it really um, inspired me to get back to my creative muse and the things that I want to put out in the world so here is my conversation with the amazing artist, Ashley Klassen on Topanga Moon Podcast. Excited to have Ashley Klassen on the podcast today, a photographer, studio curator, owner, designer, all around artist who just makes the most beautiful photos and created a gorgeous life. And I'm so excited to have you on today to talk about the creative muse and spirituality and your whole process. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. So let's start with 
the beginning and mm-hmm. kind of your journey because I met you through your space, through your studio space. Um, and I knew you as a photographer, but what is the journey that led you to this moment to becoming a photographer, the studio that you created? Um, and just was it an inspired journey? What were the kind of things, the breadcrumbs that led you to this place that you're in right now? Oh, wow. Yeah. So many little breadcrumbs. <laughs> so, so many, I find. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I think I should say, like, start off. I always find this when I listen to other people's journey too, is I like to know their age because it helps me put into perspective things. Ooh. Cause sometimes people mm-hmm. think that I'm younger than I am. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like 32. Like I, and, and I'm recreated myself multiple times in my lifetime so far. And I'm sure that things are going to be totally different now um, in a couple of years from now. But like um, I've been doing photography professionally for almost uh, two years. And I would definitely say that I'm an intuitively led person and, um, and that I never really make big plans for my life in terms of what I want to do or achieve, like in the future, big plans. I'm very much, um, month to month type of person. (laughs) Uh, and I, but what I do is I devote a lot of time to making, uh, creative space to, um, to create in whatever form that takes. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, in a nutshell, the journey leading up to uh, photography, which then led to the studio and design, uh, all kind of in with like a two-year span there, um, was a creative path of spending many years as a musician, uh, singing and acting both academically and professionally in the real world. And and music and theater was really my first love and art form. And I invested many years to that. Mm. Um, And I... still feel like today it's one of my biggest um, expressions of joy and satisfaction um, when I'm on stage. I love being, I love performing. Um, however, <laughs> I did realize early on um, that it wasn't the, the lifestyle that I wanted to live. Mm. Uh, so I made the choice after, after doing that to just kind of stop and, and restart and and do something different. And I kind of just ended that chapter and moved to Toronto. Um, and when I moved to Toronto, I had mutual friends in the creative industry and through like new digital curiosities and in like photography, social media, web design, marketing, all that stuff. I ended up working for one of my friends, small agencies. And from there, um, I kind of just was exercising some of those skills, but then also dabbling in photography. And eventually I realized that is what I want to do like Mm. full time. And so that became something I just made that happen over a couple of years and the studio fell into my lap after that and designing kind of happened because I needed to design a studio. (laughs) It's all interweaved (laughs) together. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I already have so many things I want to know. So <laughs> firstly, um, being an, you know, a performer myself and an actor, knowing how much that, you know, there is a, such a strong desire, but so much out of your control. And I've had these kind of existential crisis thoughts before of, <laughs> do I switch paths? Because I'm also a stylist and I could easily mm. 
fall into costume design, which I am doing, you know, currently, which is still tied to filmmaking. And I also feel like, you know, being a photographer is still being an artist. You're still a storyteller. You're creating these visuals. Um, Mm -hmm. What was that like, that moment where you did make that decision? Because I know so many artists have a difficult time with that process and creating that bridge because it's almost as like you're letting part of yourself go in a way in order to move into a new space or for you Mm -hmm. was it just very intuitive knowing that no this is the space that is really going to satisfy my soul more so than the other creative pursuits it was a combination because it not only um, satisfied my creative need, um, I really loved, the thing I really loved about photography is um, I'm in control of every step of the process pretty much. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's very, I can be very independent. Whereas like in music, there was so many moving parts. Yeah. Um, so I liked being able to be in control and I, so I loved the process. I loved the artistry. But I also love the fact that I could make money. So (laughs) it was opportunity. It it was a good time to be like in a big city, um, making connections with lots of people um, and realizing that I could make a business out of this. And I think that's when, you know, you've, you've, you're onto something good is like, oh, people are interested in paying me for this. Like, yes. Yeah. That's where I can go now and explore and, and or else I wouldn't, that's part of the motivation. That's a huge part of the motivation too. Yeah. And also knowing that, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't go back to these other artistic expressions any moment that you want, but it's creating that foundation in a way that Mm -hmm. satisfies your soul and satisfies your, you know, home life and the life that you are, you know, creating for yourself. And a lot of it has to do with like, yeah, like you said, lifestyle, like what kind of lifestyle do you mm-hmm. want to need? Because sometimes I even think I'm like, I just want to move out to the woods and <laughs> kind of like do this whole, uh, you know, maybe become an herbalist or something like that, because it's yeah. such a, a, a strong draw for me as well. But then there's this pull of, you know, be continuously being the storyteller. And I think that you just know when you start to take those chances and take Mm -hmm. those leaps and just move on to the next thing. And I love that you're such a person that um, really surrenders to your moment and takes it like, yeah, day by day and month by month and not really. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's got to be open. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Scary, Um, but it is scary. (laughs) But it also, I think of, um, there's this uh, writer, Michael Singer, and he wrote the surrender experiment and, his whole Mm. philosophy is just like surrendering to what is life presenting to you. And Mm -hmm. it's such a unique and beautiful way of really using what you have in the moment and being happy with like what, what you can create in that moment right now. And I think Mm -hmm. you've done such a beautiful job in finding a medium and an artistic expression that allows you to really, you know, develop that and Mm -hmm. cultivate that lifestyle and mm-hmm. create something, you know, from the ground up. And it's such a, it's so beautiful what you created. And it really shows that you are in your own divine path mm-hmm. and your own yeah. divine journey, because it's just so effortless. Like the photos that you create are so beautiful and poetic and 
are just, you know, ethereal in so many ways. And you have this ability to connect with your clients and the people that you work with and bring out this like really beautiful essence within all of your photos. And that's why people are like, you know, I see so many women drawn to your work and wanting Mm. to work with you. And just, it's so cool that you've been able to find that artistic muse, that creative Mm. muse that I talk about, Mm -hmm. which is what I want to get into next. So you stumbled upon or you kind of, the studio fell into your lap. How did that happen? I always think those are like divine interventions (laughs) of like, you know, somehow like it flowed to your world. So I want to hear about that. (laughs) It really kind of (laughs) did. I mean, um, time and place, you know, like I had a friend who um, had this amazing apartment and um, I was like, you need to rent this place out. It's so cool in here. And that's Loft Studio. Yeah. um, Now. And I was shooting there with like, I was just bringing my own people and was like, I'll pay you to shoot here. Uh, and they're like, okay, I guess this is a business. And I was like, oh yeah, it's a business. And yeah. uh, then they had another studio and the two was too much. So they're like, do you want it? And I was like, uh, like, like next month, do you want it? And I was like, yeah. I, I can't let this go. Yeah. Like it's, it's amazing. But like, what am I getting into? And I was like, no, I just know I need to take it. So that's kind of how how that happened. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. That's really where you I feel like the universe flows and you're just like hopping along for the ride and it really opens yeah. up a whole world for you. It really like shifted your whole, you know, your business mm-hmm. is based off of the studio space and so much um, incredible things that you've been able to do with that space as well. I think mm-hmm. having space and having a place to oh, create. Yeah is everything. It really is. Yeah. It really like shifts things and isn't, is able to like, you know, expand your brand and do the things that you love and start to experiment and bring Mm -hmm. in community as well, which is what you've done. Um, But I would love to talk about the aesthetic and where Mm -hmm. you get this creative abundance from because I always see you (laughs) you know every single month you know changing around your space but still within the aesthetic that you created like where did that come from what inspires you and how do you tap into that creative abundance when it comes to your studio Mm. Mm, yes I like this question very much um (laughs) I think the process uh is very similar to anything visually that I do um, and create, be it like the interior design, photography, website, or like a painting, anything. Um, I look to places of inspiration usually first um, and I hone in on what I love. I like to like distill it into elements and try and understand it. Um, and then I try and recreate it, but like not ex- exactly, but like close, you know how it is. Yeah. But creativity itself is always, I think, an abundant act. Um, Mm -hmm. And what inspires my aesthetic specifically, uh, I would say, um, are like sensory things, sensory landscapes and experiences. Mm -hmm. So it can be crossing different artistic experiences um, to, to music, to scent, to all that stuff. Nature, nature, like the simplicity of nature, nature's textures. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then aesthetically, I also love vintage too, because vintage is just cool and it has its own little story. (laughs) How would you describe the aesthetic of the studio? Because when you think of nature, um, I see so many of like the warm tones, kind of the Mm -hmm. dusty colors, uh, a lot of neutral, but with texture, like you said, Mm -hmm. sometimes I think of kind of like um, somewhere that would be like sunny and warm, you know, deserty a little bit or you know, what would be your description of that studio space the studio honestly changes every <laughs> couple months because yeah. like at one time and it when it first when I first started it was very much up to and this is kind of what I love I thrifted everything so it was very much I had to read into how these pieces all come together and how they're communicating. And a lot of that I was not in control of. I knew kind of what I wanted, but I was like, well, I guess like this rust sofa is the signature piece. And like, how do we harmonize that? And like, what, what design is it playing into? How does it make me feel? How do I make this feel like some place I want to be? Um, whereas now, like we're looking at a year and a half later, I have like this theme in the studio that's very, um, light and it's all like beigey, creamy and has like a totally different feel. It's less boho-y and more, um, elevated and still has this this combination of like the textures and earthiness to it, but it's definitely not the same, not where it was a year and a half yeah. ago. And I don't even know how to describe it. I, I just say it just feels an influence of nature, but still it's more elevated. Yeah. I, I don't even know the words because it's not like my, yeah. it's not my world. I don't live in the design world. I live in the mm. I live in just the general kind of artistic limbo world. Like I know music terminology the best. So I'm like, it's harmonious and feels yeah. like yeah. all this, all this stuff, but I don't know the related to a song terms. or a musician. Yeah. <laughs> I can sing how it feels for you. Yeah. I love that. But see, so funny because I would see you as a designer. Like I Mm. would think like, oh, I would love to have her come in and help me Mm -hmm. curate and design my studio, like a studio space or, you know, home because you have that eye and it's just Mm -hmm. like from your artistic expression and from Mm -hmm. your creative muse. And sometimes the space itself can lead to the design that it wants to be created yes. you know there's so much beautiful light that comes through it's like mm-hmm. this big open uh bright loft studio space that you know it just makes sense for that type of space to bring in like lighter tones and mm-hmm. you know mixtures of texture and be you know but designed with the with the space in mind because it already has so yeah. much of that richness it's like how does this space want you to create it yeah and you're tapping into that and I always think once again and I'm going to reference this a lot is is that creative muse um big magic is a book that I love and it talks about how ideas are real things and we can access those ideas and it's almost Mm -hmm. like you are using the energy of the space and connecting with the space's creative muse and tapping into um, just intuitively how the mm-hmm. space should be created. And from that intuitive guidance and just that, you know, confidence and, and courage to just go for it and use 
thrifted pieces or whatever you have, you created this beautiful symbiotic relationship and has really attracted so many amazing artists to come to that space. And so many people like seek it out. I feel like it's just such a space (laughs) that people want to be in and create. And I've been in there hosting, you know, some moon, moon parties and it just transports you into this other realm that feels so special and so, um, like elevated as well and really has like transformed over the years. So mm-hmm. love what you've done. <laughs> Thank so you. Cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to design spaces for sure. I love it. Yeah. So I want to get into um, a little bit of the business side of sure. things because I know as a creative myself, that is the one part of my life that I struggle with. Because mm-hmm. I can very much be like head in the clouds, visionary mm-hmm. in my dream world. But when it comes to actually business, and I've really been inspired by you and seen the things that you've created and you've like developed this brand and this business that is really thriving, that's, you know, you're able to then move into different areas and start to like experiment with different projects. How did you develop that business sense? And what are like the key things that, you really use to be able to marry both the creative world and the business world? Mm -hmm. Um, That's a tough question because I'm not sure like where or when this like happened. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think like, obviously as I aged and being on my own and stuff, but mostly I think my personality is very, and and the lifestyle that I like to live is very well suited for the entrepreneurial way of life. Um, And once I realized that I could be an entrepreneur, like after I finished the, I came from a small city um, that I realized like, I didn't, I don't have to go to school to like learn to do something to like be this and like do what everybody else does. I was like, I can just have my own business. Like that was a new concept to me in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, well, that's the life for me. So I was like, (laughs) I gotta, what am I going to do to, I gotta, I gotta do this, this work for myself thing. And, um, I like working at my own pace. So, and achieving, you know, my own visions. And as much as it seems like this very like artsy flowy, thing which I love about it it's I do have a practical part of I think my personality and how I like to do things is I love the how so Mm. I was very interested in in either just figuring it out like I was like I'll figure this out or I can do a little bit of like research or just talk to people but taking on the natural responsibilities of running a working on my own, running a business. And I mean, I still just work for myself. I don't have like employees or anything. That stuff seems like a next level. And I'm definitely afraid to go there because that seems like way more added responsibility. (laughs) So I I work (laughs) too much from my mind right now. But for myself, I'm like, I can handle myself and I can problem solve. And I like that about it. And I think that's kind of what it is, is, is just like seeing problem solving and seeing where those opportunities are to make money as well as being like an artist and just kind of accepting the whole, like, well, I have to learn even the icky stuff, which is like the numbers. And I have my, my husband's also very supportive with that because he's a numbers person. He's like, you need to look at like this side and cause that's how you'll know how, if you want to grow or like determine this in your business. And I'm like, you're right. And And it's a combination of that and, and just my, my, I'm, I'm, I'm a doer. Like people know me as 
a doer. I'm not a planner or a researcher or a studier, even though like I've had to do those things. That is not my, where I live. I wake up and I just say, I got to do this. And, and the just do it approach has how I've done everything and how I've learned along the way. I love that because <laughs> in the just doing, which I've found a lot of similarities to people who I know who are really successful in their careers, they just make decisions and they just mm. do, but they don't ruminate over it. Because even mm -hmm. if you do make a mistake in that process, which is just mm -hmm. inevitable when you're dealing yeah. with, you know, creating your own business or um, launching a new venture, mm -hmm. you're always going to be then moving on to the next. Okay, this didn't work. Now I'm going to shift yeah. over to try this new thing. But I think yeah. it is in the just doing. And mm -hmm. I've been trying to practice that more um, yeah. because I've seen that it really does make a difference when you're just making a decision and you're just going after it. And just, you know, sometimes I can like sit in my mind and think, oh my gosh, like I need to write this email to this person, but I'm really nervous for some reason. Mm -hmm. it's like you can talk yourself out of a lot of things or mm -hmm. into a lot of things, but when it's just the practice of like, I'm just going to try and do it. I'm just going to email this person and see what happens, or I'm just going to, yep. you know, um, I think that's such a key to the business side of it and being a creative that then it's like taking that confidence in what you're creating and just going out and doing it. <laughs> yeah. And you have to know that you have to grow there, you know, like yeah. you have to expand and, and that, and I think a, there was a lot of like entrepreneurial books that I had to read for work when I was working at the agency. Um, and I would have never picked those books up because mm. I was like, I'm not interested in that stuff. But it was so comforting to hear like what the actual entrepreneurial like mindset and how the creative process is. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Or like I can figure out budgeting or like I can, I understand now. So that was a big part of feeling like, okay, I, I can do this. And also like, this is a path and literally everybody else is doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, and looking alone. to other examples and trying to find, you know, that um, seeing how other people have done their path and, mm -hmm. and picking up clues from that. Yeah. I'm also curious because I know that, you know, I've all, I've dabbled a little bit in photography, mm -hmm. just kind of by accident as well, just out of sheer like excitement to create my own photos and photograph friends. And then other people would be like, Hey, can I pay you to do this? And I'm like, yeah. uh, sure. But like I, <laughs> I, in the beginning, I was really scared mm -hmm. to place a number on it. Mm -hmm. What was that so process tough. like for you in, um, you know, charging for your, for your value, for your time, all of mm -hmm. those things that I think artists have a difficult time sometimes in the beginning, really, um, being able to do that. How did you mm -hmm. do that? I think it's important to have, um, mentors slash people who you look up to in the same industry, um, that are doing something that you're doing that you can check in on, um, and just kind of ask those questions. Uh, we, we tend to kind of shy away from asking, you know, the business related stuff. Um, but that's how I truly was like, Hey, here's where I'm at. Like I would ask my other photographer friends, like, yeah. is this reasonable? Like, what are you doing? Like, it's, yeah, it's a way you don't always want to just like blindly compare yourself to people without mm -hmm. actually having a conversation with somebody who, 
who knows? So having right. those real life convos, um, or sometimes it was even a DM, like recently I still ask myself, am I charging the right thing? Like, what am right, I doing? Right. I feel people are always going to try and lowball you. So you have, you're always questioning yourself. I, I DM'd people recently being like, Hey, like, am I charging too much? Or like, am I charging too little? And right away, they'll be like, honestly, like, this is what we're doing. And this is what I think. So just like not being afraid to ask people mm-hmm. in your industry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I find another piece to that is um, cultivating a sense of worthiness. And I always yeah. like, yeah, like I always have to tap into, okay, um, where am I not feeling like I'm of value for my time and my expertise? Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, limiting beliefs that I'm still working through when it comes mm-hmm. to being an artist because my background was was science. Like I worked in the medical mm. field. I worked in the ER. Like I wow. really had to shift focus because this is such a desire for me. And it's such a mm-hmm. natural thing for me to be artistic, but it really has been taking years and still I'm on a journey of it still to this yeah. day yeah. of feeling the worthiness to even say, Hey, this is my rate for this or, you know, and I think, um, so much of my self care practices go Mm -hmm. into allowing me to feel like I'm a, I can be a creative and I can make this a business. Do you have any self care practices or things that you do that cultivate that relationship for you? Um, I would say, hmm, there's certain, <laughs> there's this certain artist who is like, has these singing mantras that are yeah. just like boss, boss woman vibes. And I'm like, mm, I listen to those and I feel like I know my worth. Like I walk out feeling like <laughs> yes. I know my worth. It just feels so great. So like, sometimes I will listen to her if I'm feeling a little like, Ooh, um, so I think that's like the biggest one and, and just kind of like revisiting myself and, and making sure, am I, is something making me feel icky mm-hmm. is, is like, am I feeling taking it like somebody's kind of taking advantage of me right. or is something making me unhappy? Like, why are you unhappy? Like, why are you being such a Grinch about like this one client? Like, is that, is the money not worth it to you? Or like, is it because you should be charging more? Is it should do you not feel what isn't matching here? And I think those are indicators that I need to, you know, revisit and like, yeah, head to my either a a ritual that'll help me or just kind of clear my mind a bit about it. Mm -hmm. It feels so much that you have such a strong intuitive process with Mm -hmm. everything that you're doing you access do you know like your human design or any of the Mm. like you know all of those things do you know any of that I was so confused when I looked that up I was like oh I don't have time to figure this out (laughs) I don't know my human design yet I know I'm a I know my signs and I feel a lot like that's kind of revealing to me like I'm a I'm a Libra sun um, Scorpio moon Scorpio rising oh yeah yeah. And I feel like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Uh, like everything's kind of starts to flow once I understand like where I sit with things and, but the, 
Yeah, no, not that I am curious about the human design. Yeah, I am curious too. We're gonna have to like look it up because yeah. I'm so curious. I love all that <laughs> stuff, clearly. Um, okay, so let's let's talk more about the creative muse and mm-hmm. your connection to um tapping into that and how you access it and what really sparks that inspiration for you in terms of working with your beautiful clients and having and having that relationship with them too Um, Mm -hmm. because you also have aesthetically in terms of your photography a a real style that I feel like I can I know when it's your photos and I'm so drawn to them and I and I'm just like so taken to you know my I'm just so amazed by what you create and how you cultivate your photography. And I know so many of my friends say the same thing. They're just like, we want to work with her because she's just, she just, you just get it. You just know how, especially when it comes to um, women and the feminine Mm -hmm. energy, there's this like relationship that you really have cultivated in such a beautiful way. And I love, like, I'm so inspired by your photos all the time. Like, you're the photographer I go to. I'm like, oh, I want my photos to look like that, but not, you know what I mean? Not copy, but. <laughs> oh, that's so flattering and sweet. And I think it's such like a, it's a juicy question. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, it happened, like we can all tap into like what makes us unique mm-hmm. and what, like where we can, where's our powers and how we like, like to communicate and all that stuff. And, and I think for me, the root of like my love of beauty and human connection and self-expression, emotional depth and really understanding someone at their, their essence is kind of where that, that motivates me. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I want to feel and look at and capture. And, you know, it's a very vulnerable place to be (laughs) as, as a, as the subject. Um, For me, it it doesn't feel vulnerable because I love going there. Um, But our essence is hard to hide and your essence is like your aura. Mm-hmm. And as humans, we, like we can be shy. So I think like, that's where, like, how do we get somebody kind of either like out of their shell, like when you're working with them and on camera and, you know, our, our body language communicates a separate story. Um, but seeing somebody and understanding them at their essence which is an, I think an intuitive thing. And, but then knowing how to bring that out through direction um, and use their body to reflect that. Um, I do that often by um, giving them ideas on either where to look or how to feel like tapping into their mm. imagination. That's a big part. And uh, they can step outside their self-consciousness and kind of play into an emotion. I use visual cues a lot. So I will show them. We have a mood board. I will say like, this is what I want you to do. So it feels like they can actually see it instead of trying. Maybe they can't imagine it or right. they can visually see it or I will act it out for them. I will go into that spot and I'll say, this is what I'd like you to do. And then they see me do it and then like they can recreate it. Um, and I think that's that is those are some of the steps I take in in my direction of how to to bring people to that place where they feel comfortable and and again like it's just so it's so vulnerable because people feel like they're being seen well first of all there's this like technology thing that you're like yeah what is that like the camera is like all of a sudden people are like I don't know how to act um totally 
and then there's like and I'm being seen I'm like on stage all of a sudden and there's very select few people who are like oh yeah I'm so comfortable with this and they show up and they're they're just like like this is me and I'm like oh here we go yeah thank you but other times you know if people most time most of the times people need some guidance there and and luckily you know I do have that like theatrical background and and a love for just like going deep yes (laughs) Oh, that's so key and such a important thing in cultivating this space for people to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. to, um, because you really do want to tap into their essence when you're taking their photos and Mm -hmm. vulnerability in photos makes it so magnetic and pleasing and, and beautiful to see when you can really see somebody for who they are in a photograph that tells a story about, mm-hmm. you know, who they are and kind of what they're representing in that moment. It, it mm-hmm. really transforms and makes a photograph into something even more than it just being a beautiful photograph. And yeah. I think that you do such a beautiful job in cultivating those relationships and creating the space. Who are some of your inspirations or, or maybe just inspiration in general, in terms of your aesthetic, in terms of the visual story that you're telling with the photography? Um, I look to photography, like how uh, composition and editing and kind of general vibe. Um, Alexandra Nataf, and she's uh, a photographer. She has the Unconditional Magazine. That's Those are her bodies of work that she publishes. That's her creative work. But professionally, I believe she's the photographer for Mango. Um, she has her own swim brand. Uh, she's just also a lover of the female form and everything. Um, soft, natural, really natural with like skin and hair and and essence like she you can see how she loves to capture essence and also high fashion so I love love her stuff a lot um her and another photographer Laura Jade who's just has like a beautiful like approach to their edit um and a very simplistic form of capturing I would say those two two artists photographers and when you were learning the process and and creating your own um, editing style and, and, you know, overall aesthetic, was it just a trial and error kind of seeing things that you really liked and reverse engineering of like, okay, how do I get my photos to be that way? Cause I, yeah. I struggle with that sometimes too. Also being someone that loves mm-hmm. so many different styles all the time. Mm. I think people would see me and they would see things that I create and think, okay, we, we get that she has this kind of vibe. Like I have a yeah. desert cowboy vibe thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's, I love so many different aesthetics and sometimes I get tripped up into, mm. um, I think that sometimes, you know, as a creative, you feel like you need to be contained within, yeah. you know, your wheelhouse or your, you know, but I, I'm always like, even when it comes to posting on Instagram, sometimes I had this, you know, a little bit of anxiety or like struggle mm. of like, but my style is changing all the time. And I don't know how mm. to fit into that mold or what seems to be, I don't even know if I have a question here, but yeah. <laughs> these are just things that are coming <laughs> up of, I guess what I'm always trying to do with my work is figure out what is the story I'm trying to tell and how do I capture 
the beautiful images that inspire me. And for mm-hmm. you, was it, was it just, you know, looking at these um, creatives that really inspire you and just see, okay, well, um, I want to make my photos soft. So this is mm-hmm. playing around with, um, with different editing styles. Was it a process for you? Or was it more of that intuition that I feel like is kind of the through line for all of the work that you create? Well, I think I'm, I was, I'm pretty picky about certain things. So I think that's what creates the sense of like flow or like style that I have. Like I, I, I like to have a specific sort of location, a certain amount of like backdrop. There's a certain, um, like look to when I'm doing a creative shoot, the models that I work with or the friends that I work with. Um, so I think it, it feels like it's very much part of one aesthetic, uh, but ultimately, like, I think what you're saying about, like, struggling with this, like, I'm afraid of, like, that I like too many things aesthetically, or I think what it comes down to, because I follow other people who I don't just follow for their, like, aesthetic, um, is, are they being authentic? Mm -hmm. Like, do I feel Mm -hmm. something? Like, do I understand? Did they communicate what they wanted to communicate? And yes, sometimes that takes on a different edit or a different like look or like can be from feel like from a different era. But you know what? It was still effective in making me feel like in there. I get this. And it's almost like when when a I don't know if brands right. I feel like brands can sometimes do that. They kind of tend to stick with one sort of feel, but. I, I love looking at Zara co- campaigns sometimes because they'll have like something that's so kooky and I'm like, it doesn't feel like, like, is that Zara? And they'll use different <laughs> artists sometimes, but yeah. it always ends up feeling like them because like it was effective, you know, like I got it. Like, and that's, I think what I think is the most important part is like, did I tell my story? Like, is it being reflected in the, the atmosphere? Is it being reflected in the model? Did I choose the right model? Did I choose the right location? And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what you have to be happy with and say, yeah, that I feel that and trust mm-hmm. yourself. Like, I feel that. So other people are going to feel that. Oh, I love that so much. And that <laughs> has like just really impacted me in in such a strong way because there has you know as an artist and an evolving one those questions and I think a lot of it has to do Mm -hmm. with um comparison which you know as an artist it just it's so easy to get kind of stuck into that but Mm -hmm. going back to that you know authenticity piece and saying this is how I felt that day this is what I wanted to create Mm -hmm. did I effectively do that for myself and not in comparing it to other people because everyone is on different timelines of their journey and you Mm -hmm. can only do what you can do in that moment. Yeah. But it's like, if you can be happy with that and feel like you really accomplished something for your aesthetic vision, then it doesn't even really matter how other people, if so many people like resonate with it, it's like, if you connected with it, Maybe there will be some people that will, and, mm-hmm. and that's really all that it matters at the end of the day. Totally. And yeah, you could get amazing. like close to something too. You could be like, oh, I almost got it. You're like, yeah. maybe if it was like a different model, like maybe your model wasn't feeling it that day. And you're like, yeah. dang it. Like they, I needed them to communicate something like, or go beyond, like it really wasn't it. Or like, shoot, 
if they're, if I just had a different wardrobe, like the wardrobe was the off piece and you can feel it, like be your own critic. And honestly, like comparison is, it can be the best and the worst because in the best way, I'm just saying like for inspo, like you look at something and you say that photo worked because the landscape was like this, that this was like this. And that's why it communicated effectively to me. Okay. How do I do that? Not to like, Oh, they did this way, but you have to be, look at your own work and say, was I effective that way? And like, where's the part that doesn't feel right? Or maybe what's missing and try it again. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. That speaks to me. And I feel like we'll speak to so many artists that are, you know, in that, in that world. Um, Another thing that you do so beautifully is, and at the time when we were able to have gatherings and (laughs) community, you really fostered a community space. Why is that so important to you? What are the types of um, gatherings or community offerings that you like to bring into your space? What is that connection for you? Ooh, well, yes. I mean, we talked about how space is such a gift and I really do feel like, like that the studio has a purpose and it's beyond my purpose to just like be there and run it as a business. And it's to serve the community and be an artistic space as well. So I'm definitely thanking the studio for igniting that desire of service Mm -hmm. and community because without it, I'm like textbook introvert over here. I would not be somebody to go out and be like, let me like host this gathering. Yeah. I, would never have, I would never have done that. So interesting. <laughs> so being the like behind the scenes person, being just like that person's like, hey, I have this space and here's what I love. Like poetry night. I love poets. Like I'll invite you. There is a lot of like work to sometimes organizing some, some things, but most of all, I see it as like, I'll hold space for them and like they show up and do their work, you know? And, and I love doing like curating just like little things, bringing together people that like I'm curious about or other like, like like-minded people and just like having them, you know, share their knowledge Mm -hmm. and stories or their art forms. And I think it's just so important to have um a connect to connect in a very present physical real way and in a small space too you know like not into big concerts and all that um the the whole like the personal way is just I think very nice and and just a very valuable um it's very valuable work to do for me so I love it I love it too and I think it just like enriches everything that you create and bring so much life and beautiful vibration and energy to the space. Mm -hmm. And you're bringing together artists. Like I think of like this nostalgic time, like back in the (laughs) sixties or seventies where, you know, artists would commune all the time Mm -hmm. or, you know, I think of all the artists that went through uh, big Sur or um, upstate New York and stayed at certain like iconic places that really fostered that sense of community because it's really what it's all about. It's like when you're with other people and sharing space and, and, and learning from them or, or bringing or holding space for an artistic expression, it's like, there's this feeling that you can't like, you can't describe. It's just this beautiful moment in time that you're able to really cultivate. And I think it's Mm -hmm. so essential and important. I can't wait till we can go back to doing that because it (laughs) it really does just bring so much 
life to the artistic world. Yeah. And I love that you create that. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> oh, it is my pleasure. Great it's so pleasure. amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to pivot a little bit here mm-hmm. because you just announced in such a beautiful photo that you're going to be a mama. Yeah. In the summertime. <laughs> you're going to have a summer baby. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> oh, yes. I know. They're going to be a little, a little Leo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. So fiery. (laughs) So amazing. So I think that it works perfectly with your (laughs) your sign. Um, So how has this time been for you? And I know that you photograph a lot of mothers for Mother Muse, which is an incredible, beautiful publication. And you were, you know, I I could see how much you love doing that. So how has this time been for you? Anything Mm -hmm. that you've learned from like, the mothers that you photographed and what is just exciting to you right now? Yeah, it still feels like so surreal some days. Um, Right now I'm like at the five month mark. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just in general, like women have always been my biggest muse um, in in life and just starting with my mom, like she's always been my hero growing up. And um, And I never really, I grew up in Winnipeg. Oh, okay. Yeah. First in a small town, then in the city. Yeah. (laughs) But I never really put like mom on the list of things that I want to do. Like on even I don't really have a to-do list, but (laughs) the funny (laughs) funny side note is when I I met my husband um back when in our early years when we were dating as teenagers and and we went separate ways back then. Now we're back together. But when we were together then, I did really feel strongly that he would be the father of my children if I ever had children. No way. I, I love I love remember, reminding myself of that feeling like, oh, this is what a life manifested and I love it. Yeah. So that's so special to have is. that moment and have that remembrance in that time because mm-hmm. it's that's so amazing that you can like look back on life and be like, this actually did happen. Like I was yeah. like connecting. I always think like we're connecting to something when we're getting, I don't know, if you want to call it downloads or intuitive mm-hmm. guidance. And it's so beautiful to see that you do we really are connected to so yeah. much. Yeah. So I mean I kind of like living this I live my life as oh things will happen when they happen sort of thing. And yeah. I take things day by day, but looking at like working with other mamas and and looking at them, uh, what I feel when I look at them, I'm like, whoa that is what power looks like. That is what strength looks like and true love and and grace and beauty. And I'm so drawn to that. And I think that's why I was like, I woke up one day, I was like, I have to shoot mothers, like, like maternity. And I need to shoot it in a way where I feel like, whoa, yeah, (laughs) like I want it to take, take my breath away. Like it does in real life. Yeah. And, um, it's, I think it's just like a beautiful, transformation phase and now to just like experience myself I'm just like am I okay this is crazy but also I know there's there's nothing but like big growth to come of it and yeah I can can't even imagine so yeah it's exciting (laughs) I always hear from people who have become mothers that there's this like through that creation process there's this 
you know, alchemy and this expansion that happens, you know, it's yeah. like a creative burst of, you know, energy afterwards. And it just opens Ooh. you up to, hope. <laughs> you know, a whole different world. Um, have in your conversations with the mothers for this, uh, for the magazine and, and the other portraits, have you, have they told you things like, are there anything that um, maybe like guidance or things that you've really um, picked up on and remembered during this process now? Ooh, not, you know what? Not so much specific details. It's more yeah. about like their aura and how they carry themselves. And I just look at that. I just being in their presence, I just felt like so wowed, you know, like, mm. wow, I, I, I want to be that or like, I look up to that so much. And, yeah. and I find myself a lot looking up to other like mothers my age and just being in, in awe of how they are carrying themselves and how they're just being honest and all the growth and expansion they're experiencing. And I think it's just such a beautiful thing to witness. So I, I don't know if I'm learning or just like <laughs> it, I'm being inspired. <laughs> mm, yeah. And digging yeah. in and that energy. And, yeah. And, and it's um, just something that you'll just, you know, pick up. And I feel like women were so intuitive in that process. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that you can prep all you want. And I can't speak yes. to experience because I don't have a child, but you know, <laughs> I imagine that you can prep all you want and kind of like get ready, but it's, it's never going to be what you expect. And I think the, you know, the true gift of what you contain in your essence is that you really live this intuitive in the moment life mm -hmm. that yeah. leads so well to, you know, having a baby and, and raising a family and all of those things, because mm -hmm. it really will be like in the moment and, and so intuitive. And I think that mm -hmm. it's so, it's so awesome that you get to, that you're on this journey now. And mm -hmm. I can't wait to see it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe there'll be baby photos and all of these oh, yeah. beautiful photography <laughs> with, with babies. Yeah. Um, so going to pivot again, because there's mm -hmm. just so many things I wanted to talk to you today about, <laughs> which we could go on for hours and we'll definitely have to have another podcast interview with you. But there's this beautiful article that you wrote. Um, I guess it was like last year that I read and mm -hmm. it was all about the concept of slow living as a contrast to the idea of the productivity culture. Mm -hmm. And I think right now that is so essential, especially within the last year, as we've all had to yeah. really slow down and embrace this concept, <laughs> but still I can see myself, um, sometimes feeling like I need to keep up and constantly mm -hmm. be putting out content or putting out work and, you know, mm -hmm. this, this kind of culture and idea of what it is to be an entrepreneur and what it is to be a creative in this digital space of constantly putting things out. And it doesn't, for me at least, feel realistic or honest. So I'd love to mm -hmm. hear your thoughts and more about this concept that you wrote about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, yeah, I, the, it came out, I think, like a couple months into <laughs> the pandemic. Yeah. When like, it was just like a whole whirlwind of what's going on and everything came to a halt for me. 
So it was both, it was something that personally, like I needed to discover and express Mm -hmm. and dive into more and kind of crazy, but I think um, slow and and mindful living to me um, means honoring your passions and and your creativity. and, And very importantly, it's process. And I think going back to reminding myself, okay, like what is, what is, how do you honor your process, Ashley? Um, and I think that means like listening to your own needs before the needs of others. Um, and before like what distinguishing what is a societal pressure and expectation and what is, what do you want and what do you need? What is your pace? What is your timing? Where are you in your, in your journey? Distincting those two, like somewhere along the road, we everything sort of fuses and we're programmed and there's all this stuff that bombard take distracts us away from listening to ourselves so um practicing that art the art of presence is is, i think an important part of living mindfully and um all there's just a lot of distraction and noise and multifunctional technology going on in our lives to tell us otherwise so I th- we have to live in more intentionally with what we're digesting and consuming and and listen more to how we want to be and and that slow process is I think more realistic of our <laughs> human nature <laughs> and it's much more rewarding once like you're able to understand and and define what productivity means to you and and then you can feel fulfilled yeah yeah because it takes away that need and that pressure to perform and always be, you know, tied to a certain way of being because you you believe that that's the way. And I mm-hmm. I'm a, such a big believer that everyone's journey is so unique and yeah. things take time. And it's a beautiful thing to yeah. relish in the process of developing something and curating something and it doesn't have to be this instantaneous thing and I think that with social media and all of these social constructs that have been created and these big businesses and you know all these ideas that entrepreneurs are constantly putting out we're losing this maybe not losing is a word but there's this emphasis on the right here immediately immediate gratification yes rise to stardom right away all of these Mm -hmm. concepts and things that maybe some people are attaining but it's not attainable for every single person and Mm -mm. can really lead to a dissociation with self and spirit and the true beauty of the process yeah. Well, and it could be a huge illusion too, because this yeah. instant stuff that we're seeing is not instant. Yeah. Like as we just said, like it, when you're like, oh, all this amazing stuff is happening. I'm like, yeah, but like I spent 10 years or 20 years, like figuring my shit out. Like, so it was true. a long process. You're seeing like the butterfly wings of like some major cocooning that happened for a long time. Like that it's, yeah, it's an, it's an illusion. So a lot to come back to for sure. I think that's such an like a beautiful point to make that there was this whole journey leading up to the things mm-hmm. that we're, we're sharing. There's so many other things behind the scenes and it's also always evolving. Yeah. Like the, you never reach a destination. No. 
No, you don't. Truly. You don't. Even when we think <laughs> that people who have like made it and they're good and they have all the things, there are now new things that they're going through at that, oh, yeah. at that stage. The whole like what's next? Like I get that mm-hmm. all the time. I'm like, okay, I'll finish something. I just designed the studio and I'm like, beautiful. I'm like, what's next? And I'm like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. why do you need to be all what's next? And it's like, yes, I love creating things, obviously, but like yeah. take a break and and like go a little slower. Like you don't need what is telling you this? Is it because you are just excited and like love creating things? Or is it because somebody's you feel like you have to create the next mm. thing? Like you're on, you want some gratification from something else now, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I love this whole concept. I think it's so important to mm-hmm. just remember on a daily basis, yeah. of like, okay, good things take time and it doesn't yeah. have to be this instant thing. And when we see people uh, presenting all of their beautiful works, there was a whole journey to that. There was ups mm-hmm. and downs and yeah, we see the finished result, but there was like a whole life that led to it. And it's so yeah. important to remember that because it, it, um, allows you to not compare once again yeah. at, at that, you know, comparison that really robs us of our joy, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that quote. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that you are working on a new project and I want to do, I do want to talk about it a little bit before we go into sure. my final cosmic pings <laughs> portion of the interview. Um, and I want to hear more about it and anything that you can share at this point, because I know that you, you know, took some time off from photography to work on this passion project of yours. So what yeah. is it? Well, it's a book. Um, and I've been, yeah, I, I still need to do so much more work, but um, I've been working on it for the past year like building like content for it and it's been um yeah it's that it's it's another one of those things that was um a just do it move (laughs) I love it and um I think like it's it's just something that also like I, I met, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to happen either. I, I, met, I met a friend for a conversation for a coffee that I haven't talked to for like forever. I said, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know, maybe I want to do this book. And, and I was like, okay, you should do this book. And I was like, you're right. I should do this book and finding somebody who's like a publisher. And, and now I'm, yeah, working on this little side book that I hope to launch. I hope this summer. Oh my gosh, at the same time as your baby. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love that so much. Was also the process of finding the publisher another kind of like intuitively led moment? Kind of. Um, I knew somebody who was the creative director uh, for a publishing house. So I did ask them, I was like, Mm -hmm. she was the first person I asked and they were like the only wrote for me because I didn't, I also, I knew what I wanted. I was like, I don't want to fork over any money. So like, what are my options? (laughs) (laughs) What is the route? (laughs) What is, what do you, how do you guys do this? Because like, how tell me. And, um, in this case, it was so nice because what they do is they just give you a portion of sales and they'll cover everything else. And I'm like, Oh my God, that is so beautiful. And they like the idea. So, um, 
friends. Oh, mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Instagram friends. Yes. I can't, <laughs> I'm so excited for that to come out because it's going to be like a coffee table book. Yeah. I kind of want it actually to feel like a magazine, but we legally can't call it a magazine because magazines have issues. Yeah. Right. So it needs to be called a book, but it's going to be felt and experienced as a magazine. Oh, I love (laughs) that so much. Yeah. You make me want to just go out there and like do things like (laughs) this whole conversation. Yeah. It makes me feel like I should just email that person about my script. Yeah. Why not? Like, that's what this, this whole conversation has, has led me to this, um, this just truth of, Mm-hmm. Just go out and try and do it and see what happens and then move on to the next thing. And people are so ready to hold you and meet you. Like some, like maybe not everybody, but like most people are, you know, like yeah. most, most people are there to support you and help you find that thing that your next thing and, and yeah, lift you up. So like rarely, like think about it as yourself. Like if somebody came and asked something of you or they wanted to know something, would you be like, man, no, no. Like you want to, yeah, you want to lift other people up. And if it's a creative nature, like even better. Oh, that I believe that just makes me so happy. I do. So <laughs> thank you. Okay. So we're going to end this um, beautiful conversation with this little game I like to play called Cosmic mm-hmm. Ping. Okay. So it's just like the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask a question or, or say a phrase and just whatever your intuition is like telling you in that moment. And is it like a what do I answer like with one word or something? Or or a sentence or however you want to answer okay. it. But it's just kind okay. of like a what do you think about this? Okay. So my first okay. one is a photographer that inspires you. A photographer that inspires me. Yes, we covered this. This is Alexander yeah. Nataf. She's Amazing. the best. I have to look her up. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. A place that is calling to your soul right now. Oh, always the beach somewhere like South Mexico. Mexico. Always. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. I, mm-hmm. I know I want water. Yes. Um, okay, so the mountain, the sea, the desert, or the jungle? The sea. Mm. Yeah. Mm. is it the um what is it for you when it comes to the sea like I know that what it makes me feel like <laughs> but what is it for you <laughs> the funny thing is like I really don't like swimming but um <laughs> <laughs> I love um I don't know that it's vastness I think there's a lot of um poetic understanding that comes from like being on the water understanding the flow and its connection the to the moon and um being able to watch sunsets over water there's something really m- magical about the depth of like the ocean i like specifically the ocean um yeah so that's what that's what intrigues me about water oh i love it um your word of your year or a concept of your year ooh um, it has been probably, oh, can you still hear me? Yep. Okay. Sorry. I had a call come through. Um, definitely abundance. Definitely mm. abundance. And big time into um, your, like, 
I love your abundance candle. You know that. Um, And really believing in the fact that like, I think it's because I came, because that first COVID period was so lack of, like Mm -hmm. I really felt like I had lost everything. And to cut, to really, to bring myself back up to that place where you are abundant. Mm. Um, was, was a big part of like my story that I needed to my, in my inner dialogue. So I did, I repeated that word a lot and even so just the, the word itself. Yeah. It does. Big. It holds this vibration. And, um, that's why I love, yeah. Making the candles with different you know, words that Mm -hmm. are vibrational meanings and then the rituals that go with it because the, the word abundance just feels open and expansive and allowing your mind to just be open to that possibility and to repeatedly, you know, feel into that word is so important to create it because we are just by our birthright of being here, um, abundant, like mm-hmm. there's so much abundance around us and it's yes. just reminding ourselves yes. of that. Totally. Because something always comes through then and, mm-hmm. and shows you like, oh yeah, wow, this opportunity came through and I didn't even see it coming, but I was yeah. holding on to that frequency of abundance. And I think it's so yes. important. I love yes. that. Abundance and gratitude very closely. Oh, very powerful. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. The universe is. The universe is expansive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We are expansive. Yeah. So beautiful. And love is. Love is oh, so many things. Dang. Beautiful. <laughs> That's kind of corny to say. No, it's amazing. (laughs) But like, it's the most beautiful thing. It's the most beautiful gift you can give somebody. And it's the most beautiful thing you'll ever feel. I love that. That's perfect. (laughs) Thank you. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you or book a session with you, a photography session? Where can they find all that juiciness? They can check me out on Insta. Um, and my handles at KLA underscore SSH, but also like, I love emails. So you can connect with me on my website through my email. Amazing. (laughs) And I will add all of that in the show notes so that people can easily see your beautiful work and connect with you. And, oh, this has been such a beautiful conversation and really ignited my, um, which we talked about in the beginning before we dove in, uh, this sense of uh, just inspiration and clarity and creativity Mm. again, and this idea of marrying that with the, just go out and do it. (laughs) I love that. Right? It's easy. No. (laughs) You can. (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.